perfectly safe, she said. I have faith in Dr. Harrow. His treatment sounds sensible to me, and he's had a high success rate. He's had as many failures as successes. There are better doctors here in London. You should try them first. I think my best chances lie with Dr. Harrow. Wynne smiled into Mary Penn's hard black eyes, understanding the things he couldn't say. I'll come back to you, I promise. He ignored that. Any attempt she made to bring their feelings to light was always met with rock-hard resistance. He would never admit he cared for her, or treat her as anything other than a fragile invalid who needed his protection, a butterfly under glass, while he went on with his private pursuits. Despite Mary Penn's discretion in personal matters, Wynne was certain there had been more than a few women who had given him their bodies and used him for their own pleasure. Something bleak and angry rose from the depths of her soul at the thought of Mary Penn lying with someone else. It would shock everyone who knew her had they understood the power of her desire for him. It would probably shock Mary Penn most of all. Seeing his expressionless face, Wynne thought, Very well, Kev. If this is what you want, I'll be stoic. We'll have a pleasant, bloodless goodbye. Later she would suffer in private, knowing it would be an eternity until she saw him again. But that was better than living like this, forever together and yet apart, her illness always between them. Well, she said briskly, I'll be off soon, and there's no need to worry, Kev. Leo will take care of me during the trip to France, and— Your brother can't even take care of himself, Mary Penn said harshly. You're not going. You'll stay here where I can— He bit off the words. But Wynne had heard a note of something like fury or anguish buried in his deep voice. This was getting interesting. Her heart began to thump. There— She had to pause to catch her breath. There's only one thing that could stop me from leaving. He shot her an alert glance. What is it? It took her a long moment to summon the courage to speak. Tell me you love me. Tell me, and I'll stay. The black eyes widened. The sound of his indrawn breath cut through the air like the downward arc of an axe stroke. He was silent, frozen. A curious mixture of amusement and despair surged through Wynne as she waited for his reply. I care for everyone in your family. No, you know that's not what I'm asking for. Wynne moved toward him and lifted her pale hands to his chest, resting her palms on a surface of tough, unyielding muscle. She felt the response that jolted through him. Please, she said, hating the desperate edge in her own voice. I wouldn't care if I died tomorrow, if I could just hear it once. Don't, he growled, backing away. Casting aside all caution, Wynne followed. She reached out to grasp the loose folds of his shirt. Tell me. Let's finally bring the truth out into the open. Hush! You'll make yourself ill. It infuriated Wynne that he was right. She could feel the familiar weakness, the dizziness that came along with her pounding heart and labouring lungs. She cursed her failing body. I love you!
she said wretchedly. And if I were well, no power on earth could keep me away from you. If I were well, I would take you into my bed, and I would show you as much passion as any woman could. No! His hand lifted to her mouth as if to muffle her, then snatched back as he felt the warmth of her lips. If I'm not afraid to admit it, why should you be? Her pleasure at being near him, touching him, was a kind of madness. Recklessly she moulded herself against him. He tried to push her away without hurting her, but she clung with all her remaining strength. What if this were the last moment you ever had with me? Wouldn't you have been sorry not to tell me how you felt? Wouldn't you— Mary Penn covered her mouth with his, desperate for a way to make her quiet. They both gasped and went still, absorbing the feel of it. Each strike of his breath on her cheek was a shock.